just became a raven. Your art matters. That's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 129 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season 6, episode 23, Forever and Almost Always. I'm Drew Barrymore, and you're listening to The Ravens Podcast with Simon and Dom. So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is Season 6, Episode 23, Forever and Almost Always. Dom, we're here hundred and you say 29 129 129. wow 129 episodes how are you my friend good yeah i'm 129 episodes good um i've uh, i've missed last week so i do apologize we we had like a little like week off from Montreal hill but we're back again and we're getting stuck in and i'm looking forward to this episode and i'm looking forward to the watch along tonight because it's the season finale and we're finally going to be entering season seven next week which is just crazy but other than that how are you my friend that is crazy i'm good i'm good i just said to you we just recorded a power rangers episode with ashley which was really fun so that will be out soon starting on our two episode a week quota as much as we can with our movie episodes as well i was just saying to you that i for the first time have started listening back to our podcast and i've listened to the fi- first five episodes it's taken me like two weeks to listen to five episodes because <laughs> well they're long but also i don't get as like i walk luna with f pretty much every day now and it used to be that was like my time to like listen to things as i was on my own and things so there's a lot more seldom time to listen to these things but what's really interesting is apart from the fact that i think we cover the show pretty well dare i say and pat ourselves on the back but it's so funny how reserved we are <laughs> and how like i can hear it in my own voice anyway like how non-dynamic i am anyway in particular and maybe it's just because i'm being self-critical because i'm hearing myself from like three years ago but i have like no confidence in my voice like i'm very much like hi dom we're here okay let's talk about the first character and it's just straight into business we don't mess around we barely tangent um but we do cover the show really well i think i'm looking for the point where we break from that mold and go on all the tangents and it goes all over the place but do, do you have any particular memory of when we became particularly comfortable or when you i mean you sound really comfortable from the very beginning and a lot of your predictions and insight that's just like wow you know you knew from so early on like you really had it pinned i'm very impressed <laughs> listening back to previous version of dom well thank you i i guess i'm less impressive now but um, <laughs> uh, yeah no it's good i i, I just I, I don't really remember when the, the the sort of change happened um i always remember being quite relaxed about it anyway because you know you'd be like oh god i'll edit that out if it's you know too much because 
you know, I guess we were a little bit, you know, what are people going to expect? What do people want to hear? Do we want to say these things? You know, now we can get away with it because people know what we say and what, you know, what to expect. And by this point, if they've listened to us six seasons deep, they, they're going to know what's what's going to happen and what's coming. So, yeah, I just remember being in your office quite a lot, recorded in your office quite a lot, um, you know, near where you live. And you having to write the character names on the board because I, yeah. I couldn't remember them, you know, and I was just I, and, and the actor's name next to it, so that I could just say, oh yeah, Karen Moira Kelly, rather than having to try and remember it. And it took me a good few weeks, like maybe even a couple of months, to really start learning the names of one the characters and two who they played. So because from day one, not being able to look it up, not allowed to do any research not allowed to follow these people on social media um and if i do they're muted so i can't see any new content or any old content that they put out um just in case of spoilers so for this whole time like um when a character appears i'm like oh, I, can't, I can't remember their name because you know i'm not allowed to look them up so it's it's just weird things like that that you start to it's it's, it's funny how you start to learn these things and these things kind of stay with you to a point you know mm-hmm yeah um, exactly yeah, that's funny you say that because we're referencing the board we're like looking up at the board we're putting movies on the wheel and it makes yeah. a <laughs> noise and we've got like we made little patreon adverts and in that like second episode we're like shouting out emily as like our first patreon member and uh it's really uh, I would recommend like you doing it when you get some time, like listen back to some of the old ones and it's, it's nostalgic and nice to see like, Oh, look where we came from and how we really, it could have, it was make or break. Like it could have not in like any drastic terms. It could have just been something we did a couple of times and we just sort of left and was like, Oh yeah, well that was fun. And we just didn't follow it through. But you can hear how dedicated we are from the very beginning um and i think that's really cool so and i like the fact that that's like a time capsule that's going to be there you know forever but that's partly why i'm listening back to and so i'm like <laughs> is there anything on here that i'm going to regret <laughs> at some point <laughs> in life anything here is going to affect my career in any way um and there's Maybe been you mainly you should have started listening back just from like season three and just work your way from there. <laughs> I should have done it backwards and it would have just yeah. got to the safer part. Uh, mate, the only things we've had really are just penis jokes. Like, there's been a few, a few penis jokes, but I mean, we're also like human, you know, <laughs> penises are, penises are funny, but let's move in. Aren't they? Right. Yeah, I'm, I was laughing. I mean, they're ugly, they're, like, <laughs> vulnerable, they're just, they're, they're funny things. Let's bring in Jay. Jay is joining the Ooh. podcast, processing, connecting audio. Jay, Jay. Jay's here with a cat. How we Hi, doing? Jay. What up, guys? Who is this cat? Her name's Freya. Hello, oh. Freya. Hi, Freya. Hello. She's a mess. How you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, good. good thank you. you. How are you? I can't complain. Can't complain. Living the American dream, you know. <laughs> Working myself to death. It's great. That's, that, nice. that's the, is that the American dream? Working to death. Yeah. But you get a beer at the end yeah, of the day. It. That's the dream, right? That's 
that's that's right that's what it's all worth man excellent excellent well welcome back to the podcast it's been a while as don would say it's been a minute and what an episode to to come back to a big one you know the penultimate episode in this in the season did you pick this one on like for that particular reason because you like this one or because of the drama no honestly i think i it was like the only one open at the time when i was picking my episodes so but it's not a bad one to come in on though that's for sure got a little bit of drama in it absolutely I mean, cons- nick the considering considering kind of like the wave of season six as well this is this is definitely a like an upward trending episode yeah. shall we yeah. say <laughs> yeah actually i picked it just because nick lachey's in it you know? <laughs> turns the heat up to 98 That's degrees right. we'll talk all about that That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well where, where do you where do you want to start jay like which character do you want to talk about uh, i mean we can knock nick lachey out the way just to get it done with it's not like a huge part <laughs> And I know you guys love talking about his lips, so let's get that on the go. Moist, moist lips. And Dom, how wet was his lip in this episode? D- dripping, absolutely dripping. <laughs> Will you judge me to say that I enjoy the song, the song that he's recording, like Haley's song? I like it. It's not bad. I mean, it's. I don't know. I like her older previous stuff a little bit better. But yeah, it's not bad. Like I think I actually have it on my iTunes. Oh, it's actually a thing. So. Excellent. Okay, <laughs> yeah. there you go. Yeah. yeah. So. Simon's well, downloading that as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick Lachey ends up becoming a impromptu date for Brooke, and is basically lo- uses uh, for jealousy bait for Julian. Um, what are we thinking? Are we thinking that they were like, we signed Nick Lachey for like a two episode deal. So let's just use him for something. Do we think this was always planned? I definitely don't think it was planned. I thought it was really random for him to pop up. I was really surprised. I remember the first time around watching it. So I don't know. I know like, I think around that time they, they were pretty popular. So maybe it was just cause it's a big name at the time. That's the only thing I can really think of. Maybe a way to like push Haley's stuff forward a little bit, you know, to make her realize, you know, whether or not she wants to sell her music and whatnot. I think that's about it. Yeah. What do you think, Dom? It does very much seem like a bit of an afterthought to me, but you know, you never know. Like I, I think like Nick Lachey, it was, let's get someone who's um, like fairly in the media, like fairly current at the time who would be a good uh, addition to an episode to come and buy a song from Haley and like, and take that song and go and record it, make it their own and make Haley, you know, a bit more famous, like popular that way. And, you know, as a writer and we've got someone who's, you know, like I said, fairly current, quite good at singing, releases his own songs, you know, part of a boy band, what have, what have you. Um, and then I think they've kind of gone on oh, the next episode. We've got this, we've got the wedding and what might be quite good is like if Julian brings it, if Julian's bringing a date, that's kind of the plan is Julian's going to turn up with a date. So what's Brooke going to do? Okay. Maybe, Hey, maybe we could ask Nick, Lache- Nick Lachey cause we've already made a joke about them like sleeping together, you know, and the whole like losing his virginity to her and so on and so on. Like when they're talking to Chase, so maybe we could add him in again 
um, as a date for Brooke. So, yeah, I, I think it was kind of a little bit of a, a second thought rather than a this is definitely the plan. But he might, he might, you know, you never know. He might have had an agreement. You said two episodes. I'm guessing he's not going to be in the next one, but hey, I guess we'll see. The big finale episode, we find out Nick the Shea is Peyton's actual baby daddy. It's all been a lie the whole time. You never know. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, so uh, we, should, we, should we talk about the whole overuse of the slutty wedding sex angle? Like This is a whole theme, and I don't know, it just felt odd to me. It didn't quite sound right. It felt like a little bit of a Mark Schwann-ism, dare we say. What, what, did you, what did you think, Jay, or did you think it was like a, like a cutesy tie-in? I don't. I mean, I think you were. You're definitely right. It was way overused. I mean, once, twice, okay, but I think they mentioned it what like five or six times almost. I don't. That definitely probably had something to do with Sean. But I really try to like not allow myself to make anything sexual about him. You know what I mean? So I think at the back of everybody's mind, we're all kind of thinking that. But it was definitely weird. But me personally, I've never been to an actual wedding, so I was like, maybe that's a thing that I don't fucking know about because I don't go to weddings. So maybe people are at weddings just hooking up with everybody. I don't know. It was, it was strange though, but you know, it's like they're older now. So I think they're trying to, to make it a little bit of an older show. You know what I mean? For like an older base. But who knows? Yeah. More like, um, you like how friends was like, you know, Joey's always sleeping with someone and that kind of thing that it's like, that more mid to late twenties kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. What What do you think, Dom? Slightly wedding sex. How did it hit your ear? Yeah, it, it was. It just repeated over and over again. Like particularly by Mia when she's making fun of Chase again. Which you know, it's all well and good making fun of Chase, but she just kept bringing it up. And I I think there's to to, to sort of speak on weddings. There's always this kind of really old sort of stereotype that bridesmaids will sleep with groomsmen and there's that that kind of weird old-fashioned kind of connection like it's ridiculous um and i think they're playing on that in this episode quite a lot and even mouth's mentioning it when he's doing the videotape and it's just like it doesn't need to be on that the videotape which is supposed to be like a happy occasion you know he's even doing the like his own blair witch project i guess at the beginning um (laughs) Uh, and it's yeah, it's just kind of mentioned throughout the episode, and I thought it's a bit weird. It's a it's, it's a bit random, and and didn't really didn't really hold like its place for me. I, I thought it, the episode would have been absolutely fine without any of that, you know. Um, uh, and of course, Haley and Nathan are the two that actually did it. <laughs> like went crazy. They like she's just honestly the two of them are just at it like rabbits. It feels like <laughs> it just doesn't stop. I mean, Dom, you haven't seen Eight Mile, but it was very Eight Mile. Uh, Jay, have you seen Eight Mile? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, I just watched it like last week. It was on TV. There you go. Oh man. Well, there's this particular yeah. scene where Brittany Murphy, rest in peace, and Eminem have like have have a sex scene, and I mean, it's a bit more like graphic. I mean, it's not like super graphic, but a bit, you know, more One Tree Hill compared to Eight Mile. You know, there's there's different levels. But it was also kind of similar in it's that like that impassioned in the moment kind of thing. But I would say Bethany Joy Lenz has a great way of portraying that she is like madly in love 
with Nathan. Um, you know, like she has, like she is really good. At, it looks real. Like it looks like she really loves this guy, and yeah, she really does find him sexy and just wants to have him. And why not? That's your husband. <laughs> Go nuts, like you know. Fair play. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I think you're like right, like spot on the money with that one. Like she does an amazing job of portraying that she's in love with this guy. And it's nice to see them like that. I mean, like I said, you know, like before it was like your teenage show, but now it's it's moving forward into like adulthood and whatnot. And they've been married for like the last 92 years. So, (laughs) you know, it's nice to see that they're still like after everything that they've been through, that they still have that passion for one another, you know, and it's good. It's, It's healthy for a marriage to thrive like that you know they, they are kind of the, she, the only happy reoccurring couple aren't they there isn't really anyone else yeah. as a couple that's like continuously happy like lucas and peyton yeah. are always fucking miserable and one of them is always upset about something or is annoyed about whatever the other one's done um there aren't any other real like couples really that have lasted the kind of the 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 time that that those two have, like Nathan and Haley, I mean. So they are they they do seem like the genuine happy married couple. That obviously they've had their you know, their issues and trials and tribulations, but since they've been married they've been uh like married for the second time, I guess. They they've been happy. Yes. Yes they have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what so I thought you I was I thought you was gonna go, Jay. So I was like waiting, and then I was like, I was waiting for you too. I thought you were gonna go. That's my bad. No, no, no. That's <laughs> but I like it, Dom. We weren't meaning to throw you off. It was great commentary no, as no. always. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, like you said though, it, it's true. Like, there's a lot of passion between them. They do a very good job at portraying that they're a married couple. They've been married. They've had the children. They've done the whole nine yards. You know, I think it's it's something we all kind of strive to be with our significant other after so many years, after so many problems. So it, it's nice. I mean, plus, I mean, Nathan, let's let's face it, the guy. I wouldn't throw him out of bed. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a good looking dude, bro. Like, and she's she's good looking. So it's one good looking couple. Let them do their thing. That's it. Good for them. Human nature. What can they do? It just happens. Right. It happens. Well, let's talk a little bit about Nathan. He, uh, was, what's the term that mouth uses? It's like, he's like, he's been dishonorably discharged from like the military, but it's like, he was <laughs> not allowed to leave practice, but he did. I thought, what was the term? A wall. No, yeah, he didn't use that term though, did he? He said something like, "He said he, what did he say?" He, some there was something. No one remembers some I sort of like. He, did he, he skip training? But uh, it, yeah, that's what I thought too. That he just was like missing from practice. There was definitely some sort of term where it was like he was disallowed leave, or no, or he, he skipped without permission or something. But he, yeah. There's something. Yeah, he didn't have permission to leave. He just left, and he said Bobby didn't agree mm-hmm. with him wanting to be there for Lucas. But yeah, he didn't have permission to leave. And that's what it and was. his hold up is because Nino's been called up to the NBA, and as we saw, you know, in the previous episodes, it was Nathan that was coaching him, but also Nathan that was helping him look good in the games, you know, and sort of setting him up. And he feels like he's lost his shot. Um. I mean, Dom, let's go into some predictions here. I mean, there's more to talk about with Nathan, but I need to hear from you. 
what do you think this means for Nathan's basketball career? Because he's questioning whether it's time to hang up the Jordans. Well, it, it, it's kind of it, it's kind of odd that he one he's mentioned it like two or three times in this episode. It's like, oh, I'm, I skip training. Bobby's not happy about it. You know, kind of in a bit of trouble. Mouth has to have that kind of word with him at the end where he's like, you know, if if I had your skills, I'd play anywhere and everywhere as much as I possibly could, you know, because people are going to see how you know important that is and how good you are. Um, but he mentions it so many times, it kind of makes you think maybe that's it. Like I, I said a couple of episodes ago, I'm pretty convinced he'll get into the NBA, but it, it wouldn't be yet. I still, I still kind of think that's going to happen. I just, I just don't know how. Like Bobby has been pretty honorable this whole time but is this going to be the thing that like the straw that breaks the camel's back you know he gives nathan a lot of leeway they have that extreme chemistry and crazy (laughs) sexual tension between them so is this going to be the thing that makes him go like enough's enough like i've treated you so well up until now even with all like the the pushback and how difficult you've been um and all the other issues and yet nina got his chance but that doesn't mean you're not going to get it but maybe it does now because he's been like you know what i tried i've done everything i can for you i don't think you know this can go on anymore but i'm not sure i'm not sure if bobby's that guy though i don't know but he said bobby's pretty pissed off but nathan is also like the ultimate self-sabotager uh and when something's not quite going his way or he's not confident in something he's just like well fuck it i'm not going to do it then you know and, and ruins it um but he the good thing about him is that he does also have these like uh, immense redeeming qualities that he can turn something around and and make it great and make it happen so you know remember like remember slam ball and how awful that was but (laughs) you know he turned that into getting the opportunity to to play for this team and so on so i i I think he's going to have issues with bobby may not be allowed to train with the team for a bit you know, maybe kicked out. I, I don't know, but I do still think he's got his opportunity in basketball to come at some point, like NBA wise. I mean, Jay, can't ask you what your predictions would be, but I mean, do you have any <laughs> particular thoughts on on Nathan in this episode? I just, I don't. I think Nathan does a good job. Like Dom said, like he has that that moment where stuff's not quite going his way and he kind of like backs away from it and he does turn it around really rather quickly every time. So, you know, and he does a a great job at portraying being kind of like down and not really like there, but not really there, you know. Um, I mean, but we know I know what happened, so I can't really make any predictions, but. And then, and I mean, he, he he had a good time in the bathroom. So you know, he <laughs> he had a memorable oh, evening. We could say. I I have a prediction about that though. Go on. I th- I think that's gonna spawn a new child. I think oh. we're gonna we're gonna meet a new baby Nathan or Haley. <laughs> just nice. they'll just be named Cubicle One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna call it Trick. <laughs> 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 there you go you were the product of slutty weddings yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cubicle one scott if it's yeah if, if it's initials are sws oh my god because it would be with scott at the end slutty wedding sex sws so they're gonna call it uh, sammy S- wilson, sally will sally will scott, scott. Oh, sammy. 
hundred percent. That's exactly what they're going to call it. Um. Okay. Well, uh, who you want to go to, Jay? Uh, who we got? Who? I'm gonna knock off Chase and Mia real quick. If they got really minuscule parts too. Do you? Well. If, Jay, I'd like you to tell us about them, but before you do, can I also prefix it with this question? Do you think sometimes the writing here, they've kind of forgotten who's saying what? Because some of the lines that Mia was saying was very, like, Haley type lines. Like, she said something like, oh, my boy looks good in a suit. And that's very much like uh, what Haley would say about Nathan. I think they all in a roundabout way say speak the same because i think didn't brooke say something about getting a boy or something too yeah or am i making that up no i think she uses the word boy a lot as well right so i'm thinking like you know maybe if you i don't know about you but like if i spend a a, a significant amount of time with other people i kind of pick up their mannerisms and the way they speak and stuff so maybe it's something along the lines of that. That's true. I swear a lot more now because of how much time I spend talking to Dom. So that, yeah. that makes sense. I haven't sworn it, yet on this podcast, I'm just saying. I always get real nervous. They like slip out and I'm like, oh man, fuck. <laughs> and then I do it again. It's amazing. Listen, I'm 35 and I have never not once cussed in front of my mom. It's like my, it's like my brain doesn't compute it like it doesn't make the sentences at all but is when she's not around man i'm like a sailor (laughs) f-bombs come flying out of my fucking mouth like nobody's business (laughs) horrible just the way it is uh chasing mia i mean they didn't have much going on other than talking about slutty wedding sex and how good chase looks i thought it was nice like it's like little com like comedy bits like you know She's saying 30 seconds, he's saying 45. It's just like a nice, it's like a way to keep it kind of light because, you know, leading up to what the end ended up being. So I think it was just like a nice, fun, little bit of banter back and forth. Right. And that's kind of the same with like Skills and Miss Lauren, right, Dom? That they're kind of like, is like comedy sort of side bits, Skills with, you know, losing Jamie and he thinks he's got Jamie on a leash. It's actually a dog, you know, those kind of moments, right? Yeah, it's pretty much like the the, the skill and Miss Lauren stuff and, and Jamie it was all a bit like additional extras, isn't it? And I guess Chase and Mia are kind of the same, but Chase, they're trying to give Chase this responsibility of the barman, aren't they? And, and the responsibility of the barman, which you'll, you'll see in other TV shows and stuff that are centered around a bar or pub or club or something like that is that the barman is like your um therapist. Like life coach your therapist your philosopher your just all of these things they, they've just got all this wisdom uh, and chase is kind of that guy like julian was was the was the person that was receiving the the, the kind of support and you know arm around the, the shoulders and like you know it's not a good drink and you know didn't they bring a date and just kind of encourages him to to kind of do the right things and don't drink this malt whiskey, this not malt whiskey, this like bourbon because it's not going to do you any good. You, you know, look at Owen as an example. Um, but I, 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 I don't really. I it just the only thing I could think about the entire time was how cheap the wedding was because Mouth did the video, Chase worked the bar, um, Haley did the. Um, officiating um, skills looked after the kid 
Did you say Mia? There? Did you say Mia did the music? Mia did the music. So this is like the cheapest wedding ever. I'm not saying they don't have money, but they've kind of like Lucas has got dead Keith money somewhere. Come on, he's got some inheritance in there somewhere. He got that three hundred grand oh, for the movie that he didn't shoot. Uh, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Don't forget he had that money laying there. Put your put your hand in your pocket, Lucas. You know, let's 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 dust off the cobwebs off the wallet and spend some money on your fucking future wife. Well, let's be fair. There, he only had like twenty four hours to fucking plan the thing. <laughs> That's true. Very That's true. true. And he already spent. He already spent like sixty grand on the last wedding with Lindsay. You know what I mean? So he's like, man, fuck this. He was like, we're going out to the fucking lake. Let's do this, bro. I mean, but he didn't buy a ring. The ring was free. So. Uh- and he got the suit. Brooke got him a new suit as well. He had like a suit from Next, and she got him like a suit, a suit from Hugo Boss, right? So that's it. There you go. So like the cheapest wedding possible thrown together. I guess like the twenty-four hours thing doesn't help. Um, but my 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 biggest surprise is always that that in films and TV shows that parents who are kind of written out of the show or that aren't really featured in it anymore, don't appear at big occasions like this. And I know they said that she's stuck. I think they said Granada. I'm assuming Granada, Spain, not Grenada, the island, but I'm not sure. Um, uh, uh, and it's just like, well, Karen would have been there. Karen would have wanted to have been there. And if they were decent enough, they would have waited for Karen to be able to get there. But I, I guess that's either it's a device for them to bring her in later because she was stuck and they said she's stuck so she's on her way she's trying to get here or we're never going to see her again because this this is just how this program is going to roll like oh we've got married and we don't we don't need karen to be in it because you know she's not she's not part of the plot anymore do you think we're ever going to see karen again in one tree hill i i hope so i hope we i hope we see her like like i said i don't know whether this is she's stuck because she's on her way and there's there's issues with flights or something like that and she couldn't get out at such short notice you know where her millionaire boyfriend slash possible husband now who has his own private jet you know couldn't get her there quick enough uh, which is fine that that happens um <laughs> private jets get stuck too you yeah know? yeah they get delayed um like i i i kind of want to see it as a she's on her way but she couldn't make it yet um, and I, th- I think with what happens at the end, there's more potential for her to arrive, but I don't know. He's sneezing. Dom's muted the <laughs> mic to sneeze. Oh, he's coughing and sneezing. He's not sure what he's doing. <laughs> I, was, I, I was coughing. Yeah, sorry. I'm coughing. I'm getting over this horrible cult. But yeah, I think like Deb has been there at, at moments of need because she's been a regular. And Karen, not so much. So Deb has been the one to to kind of go to the shoulder to cry on, helped Brooke, helped you know, help the family out, and so on and so forth. But I think I kind of want to say that Karen will appear on the back of there potentially being issues with the baby, um, and wants to be supportive. She was coming for the wedding, but now she's going to be there to like help with the baby and and, and until Peyton's back on her feet, if she makes it. I'm assuming she does. Um, so, yes, I would like to see Karen. I think we'll see her again, but probably not for long. Okay. I always found it weird that they had Karen there for Lindsay's wedding, but not Lucas and Peyton's. That's always been a question of mine. Like, I wonder if 
they actually never planned on letting Lucas and Peyton be endgame. And that's why they had Karen come to Lindsay's wedding. Or if they always did think of them as endgame, like why would they put her in that wedding and not this wedding? It never really made much sense to me because not only did they bring Karen in, they brought Andy and Lily. So they had to go get all three of these actors to bring them into this wedding that we know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was very strange to me. Maybe that was their way of going... I kind of went to one of your weddings. I don't need to go yeah. to the next one. Like, <laughs> like Nathan says, whatever I said to you before your wedding with Lindsay, <laughs> just go with that. I, I, When we talk about Karen and weddings, all I can think about is Karen at Keith's wedding when she slaps Jules and like she says, you're a whore. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she does that at every wedding. It's the best. That's why they didn't invite her. It's like you can't slap. I was Peyton. about to say that's what happened. Yeah, Peyton. She wasn't invited. She was like, "Fuck you! You're not coming to slap Peyton." Yeah, you know how you are at weddings, Karen. She's vulnerable right now. Yeah, Karen's like not slutty wedding sex. I will verbally abuse you and then assault you physically. You know, S- slutty wedding bitch slap is like what she's. There you go. There we go. There we go. Uh, okay. Well, should we should we talk about the main event? Should we talk about Peyton? And Lucas? Yeah, sure, let's do it. Dom, Dom, you going to tell us? Well. Lead us in, man. They, throughout the entire episode, it's the preparation and the build-up to the wedding, the, the happiest day ever. She's eight months pregnant. Um, she's glowing. You have to say that. Peyton is glowing. She looks wonderful. Um, she got the dress. She looks great. She, she, you know, she's... She walks herself up the aisle because we know Larry doesn't give a shit and he's not going to appear, first wear. Um, so Larry's <laughs> never no, Larry's never going to bother turning up. He's dredging something somewhere um, because that's more important than his, his daughter's marriage. Like he could get a helicopter off of that boat to land, to get a flight to, to, to come to the wedding. But, you know, just like Karen, probably not enough time. So she walks herself up the aisle. I thought that was quite nice, like a nice moment. And all her friends are there, Haley officiating... Uh, being the, the the kind of ordained minister by by Lucas uh, as the minister drops out like last minute because again such short notice not a surprise and yeah they 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 kind of have a nice day like Lucas is just really concerned for her he does his <laughs> about a thousand times um, throughout the episode which is very frustrating um, and then we get to the really sweet nice moment at the end like in the house. The lights look great. The hallways really like nicely done up. There's petals, um, like rose petals on the floor, rose petals on the bed. And he's got this wonderful surprise that he's going to go and uncover in, in the garage, um, which is obviously the comet. And when he comes back, he finds paint on the floor. We see blood, uh, quite a lot of blood. And she's unconscious. And he doesn't think to call an ambulance. He just thinks to sit on the floor cradling her. Um, well, don't criticise him for that, Dom. He was just <laughs> in the moment. Pain. Immediately monster. call an ambulance. Immediately. Regardless. I, I think, personally, I probably would have picked up the phone and called 911 <laughs> real quick. Of course. Hold on, let me hold you for a second. Yeah. You good? No? no. <laughs> All right, I'll go call him now. All right. All right. There's theatre in it, <laughs> though. It's for the drama. It's for the drama. <laughs> Um, I'm so I I don't remember what episode it was when you guys called out Lucas's little stupid 
I remember I was sitting on the other end of that shit, cheering. I was like, I hate that <laughs> shit. I'm so happy they called that out, bro. That's like one of the worst things about Lucas. You can tell it's a it's kind of an acting device for Chad Michael Murray to transition, like to make things not awkward. And you know that's a version of it where it's not really working. But the master of making uh, those transitions not feel awkward is Bethany Joy Lenz. She does it so well, like she can kind of just smile and laugh things off, and it makes it just feel believable. I also think Hilary Burton so good in this episode when she had her conversation with brooke when in close over bros and brooke is doing like the finishing touches on helping her with her dress and makeup and whatever and they have that really sincere conversation about hey if something happens to me everyone's avoiding this conversation you need to be the one to look after lucas and to make sure that he's going to be okay and Sophia Bush is really good in, t- in it too, but it's like the little, the little like laughs, the like nervous laughs after uh, you know, oh, you, you don't make us cry, we're gonna ruin our makeup, and she kind of like laughs through it. It just feels really natural, and I think that, uh, like I think the writing and everything is really good in the show. Don't get me wrong, of course, I'm a super fan. Made a podcast about this shit, but uh. <laughs> it wouldn't be anywhere near what it is without their performances. Their performances make it feel real. And I think that's what, to us as an audience, invites us in and makes us want to be part of the world and can make us identify with the characters. So I think we really have to give credit to their performances. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And even, even their ability to be quick-witted, like to act quick-witted, like you've got a line, you've got to chuck it in at a point that's like... Like that makes the scene happen quite fast and it's quite funny like when they're when Brooke storms into the tent and she's like I can't believe he's brought a date or whatever or, or he's got this that and the other and Haley makes a joke about Peyton and Lucas you know obviously she stole my man or whatever and it's like the, the Peyton and Lucas joke but it's so quick and she jumps in it's like it, it feels so natural like that's how a group of friends would be and it would be a funny line and like, it would be a funny thing to say and they would jump in and kind of wind each other up and, and mess about that way. And it, it is so good as a, as a trio. They've really sort of grown because they have so much like the first sort of three, four seasons. There's so much separation between them because they, they've either fallen out or they didn't really like Haley because she wasn't a cheerleader or, you know, they've slept with Lucas and they don't really like each other. And they're not talking to each other. And, you know, it takes a long time for them to get to, to this point of just being so comfortable with each other and they are that great group of friends and seeing them as a combination is 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 really really good we kind of don't get that with the guys though like lucas and nathan have it it's kind of good like except for lucas's stupid laugh but they've got that (laughs) comfort around each other but there isn't like a, a third party that slots into that group with them like you could try skills it doesn't quite work you could try mouth it doesn't quite work there isn't i don't see that extra person is that maybe where Julian would slot in? Could you ever imagine like a... Because it's... Julian would be the other part of it, right? In terms of Brooke's part, because you've got Haley's partner, um, Peyton's partner, and then it's Brooke's partner that's kind of missing, right? So he could complete that trio. Or do you think that... Do we, could you foresee that happening? Or do you think that's never... That wouldn't mesh? And then tell us about well, Julian. Well, I, I think Julian's kind of made it made it clear that that's that's kind of the trajectory of of his 
life, isn't it? That's his path, is that he wants to be with Brooke and he's going to make that happen, you know? And, and he's kind of decided for her as well, although we know that she wants to be with him. But it seems to be that that's the, the trajectory. Uh, I think I mentioned it ages ago as well. Like, I think they will be together. Uh, I'm glad he came back because I, I knew he'd come back. I just wasn't sure when. I'm glad he's he is back, but... Um, yeah, I think I think it'll only be a matter of time before they're together, and I, I think they'll be married and children and all sorts. So, I, I just thought Sam might be in in the picture, but but now I think she's she's done for. She's just like she's just a mentionable character now. She's probably not a returner. Okay, and then Jay, let me ask you this question: You're trying to make a previous love interest jealous, you know? Or you're trying to rekindle, sorry, uh, you know, a relationship or something. Uh, and so you actually get a lookalike of that person and bring them to an event that they're going to be at. Good idea or bad idea? What do you think? I mean, that's the way I always do it. Of course. Is that not right? No. Well, oh, that's the no. way I always do it. Yeah, I've done I mean, this multiple sure. times. Cloning. I do whatever <laughs> it takes to make this happen. Yeah, anything. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't... I mean... Obviously, it's just for the drama, but I mean, if we're thinking about real life type shit, it's like, why would you do that? But I guess it's to like protect his pride and his ego. He doesn't want to, you know, he said, I love you. She didn't say it back. So he's hurt. So he's trying to protect himself at this point, knowing damn well he's still in love with her. But I think we've all been guilty of doing stupid stuff like that. Absolutely. It all boils down to simple communication again. Hi Julian. Yeah. Me and Peyton are getting married. I'd really love you to come to the wedding. Okay, great. Uh thanks, Lucas. Thanks for the invite. Just out of interest, like I know Brooke's gonna be involved because she's like maid of honor and stuff. Does she have a date? Has she got a plus one? Is there anyone included on you know, just just you know, one just interested. Um, no, she hasn't got a plus one. Oh, okay, great. I won't bring anyone then because I'm in love with her. And that's an easy way for me to deal with that. <laughs> you know, it seems a bit random to bring her lookalike, who's very irritating. Very much so. <laughs> but ends up getting on with Nick Lachey on a pool table. So, who who does she say Nick Lachey looks like? I because she's like Drew. Who's who's her bro- His brother. Right. He has a brother. Okay. Okay. And with you know, you look like Drew. And he's like, oh, you like Brooke. And then it was like they were happy families. Okay. Was his brother in 98 Degrees too, or no? Uh, good question. That's no Google. Idea. I'm not sure about that. Oh, Can we talk about how they were laying on the pool table at the end? He looked so stiff <laughs> and so uncomfortable. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen anybody making out with someone stiff as a board like that. Like It was like no enjoyment at all for him. At all. I was like, this is really not done the best. I mean, Simon, when when you're on your pool table, are you that uncomfortable? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't have a pool table. I did as a child. Well, not as a child. Like my pair, my dad, me and my dad had one. Do you remember it, Dom? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And it's like it was cool. It was like yes, pool table. I haven't played pool in years. No, I don't. I don't think that would be comfortable at all. I think, um, but for. The confines of a show, sure, why not? I can tell you that Drew Lachey was in 98 Degrees and he is the younger brother 
of Nick Lachey. Um, Nick Lachey. That explains why Nick had the big ass head. <laughs> the older brother. Nick Lachey is forty nine, and Drew Lachey is forty seven. So both in ninety eight degrees. There you go. Nice. So okay. Uh, what about uh? Oh, Junk and Fergie have twins at the of dates that are twins. They do. They do indeed. So that, that connects back to The Shining, one of our previous <laughs> episodes. In a different, <laughs> they grew up to go on dates with <laughs> Junk and Fergie. That's the missing dot that no one ever got. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even notice they were in this episode. That's horrible. There's just, there's just I, a flash of them sitting at the front, like in a in a row at, at the ceremony, and there's those two sitting in in a, in a row of four. The two guys are sitting in the middle, and then the the girl either side of them is like the same girl. They're the twins. It's it's just so random, but very funny. We also an important yeah. thing to say about Julian is that he has a really important scene with Victoria mm. where he he they meet for the first time and he calls her out basically saying, you know, that you are to thank for Brooke carrying around this burden of her not feeling good enough. And basically when she realizes that she does love me you're going to have a choice to make. You're either going to treat her better or you're not going to be in her life. And then he has the great, great line as he leaves where it's like, it's nice to meet you. I feel like I've known you my whole life. Basically like implying that she is like his dad that never believed in him. And hey, guess what? Fuck you, Victoria. I'm going to marry your daughter. She doesn't know it yet. And she tried to make me jealous of Nick Lachey. And he punched me. We didn't really talk about that, did we? But he got punched. But hey, guess what? I'm still here. I'm still swinging, baby. What's up now, bitch? But he said it much more articulately. Sorry, my dog is attacking my cat. Oh, oh Nick Lachey on Julian right there. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think of that scene? I like that scene a lot. That's probably like one of my favorite scenes in the, the episode. And you can kind of tell when he's done with his whole spiel, like the look on her face, she just has like respect for him in that moment. Like, wow, nobody's ever spoke to me that way nobody's ever put me in my place that way maybe there's something to this guy because she immediately writes off anybody else in brooke's life you know what i mean because nobody actually really stands up to her i mean mine is peyton the one time but you can just see the respect on her face for him and i thought that was an interesting kind of different side of victoria because we don't see that ever mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and Dom, can you give us some general predictions? Like, I mean, obviously this ends on a massive cliffhanger. Where's what's happening? What's going to happen with Peyton here? Well, like for, just to jump back to Victoria very quickly, I completely agree with uh, Jay that um, there's there's that level of respect. Like we we've seen Victoria's journey slightly change in that she is trying to bond with Brooke and she does kind of want the best for Brooke. And we're starting to see that a little bit more. We saw it a lot through Sam uh, and with Sam's presence, but obviously she's missing. We don't get that. And when Brooke was like, well, what's next? And she's like, we've got to focus on our work and relaunch, you know, clothes over bros and stuff. And, and, 
And Brooke was kind of hurt by that because she wanted her mum to really start being a mum at this point. And I think Jay's exactly like spot on. This is exactly where Victoria's like, I like this guy. This guy's already fighting her corner and that's exactly what she needs. She needs someone who's going to be strong, who's going to support her, who's going to look after her and do all the right things. Like, to be fair, I thought Victoria would be like, there's a bathroom out back. Let's go Haley and Nathan in there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, she didn't. Respect to that. Um, not to say that that won't happen, but I'm pretty sure Julian's got, you know, standards. So, um, yes. Hey, man. Hey, 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 no, hey. No, I, mean, I mean, standards in terms uh, of being with Brooke and faithful. I don't uh, mor- mean. Morals. He's got yeah, morals. Oh, we're not keeping yeah. it all in a family. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. yeah exactly, exactly. You could um, do a lot worse than Victoria Davis, my friend. 100%. Absolutely. I wouldn't throw her out of bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going to need a big bed <laughs> for yeah, all these right. people. Um, uh, 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 but yes, pet like Peyton, I think Peyton is going to be okay. I think she's going to need time to recover and stuff. I don't think she's going to die because that's one of the, the fears, the risks. Baby's going to come early and need to, um, need to stay in hospital for a little while, I guess. But I think the baby will be fine as well. I think, I think, I think, I don't think One Tree Hill could do that to the one to the show and the fans but to Peyton really after everything she's been through all the shit she's been through to suddenly kill her or the baby I I think that would be a bit extreme so I think they need time to recover and get better in hospital and stuff but they'll be fine they'll be home eventually and that could be the introduction of of Karen or Deb or someone to to kind of go hey I'm here to look after you now okay we'll see we'll find out who knows We'll find out tonight, maybe. Well, hopefully what the transition will be. But just so we ensure we've got enough time to get through our judgments here, let's move into judgments. Anything we missed, we'll catch there. But before we do, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast... And how could you not? Then check us out, ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through... Hoops. But, Jay, they also go through... Nets. Ravenshoops.net. There's lots of cool stuff on there. Additional Patreon tiers that we've just added. There's more stuff, movie stuff, other stuff. There's perks, early release, additional content, anything you can find out on there. <laughs> if you want to leave us a review, you can. I'm just laughing because the last review we got, we got a nice one star review this week for being too, for being too woke. We were too woke, <laughs> um, which was quite. <laughs> which we thought is quite funny because surely it's better to be awake than asleep i i don't know but <laughs> this is our first one like that but if you think that we're the appropriate amount of awake then please let us know with a five-star review um or however you want to feel but if it's less than five stars please just just send us an inbox message with your feedback <laughs> rather than putting it there on public just berate us to our you know our respective social media we, accounts we can take it yeah we can take it don't just tarnish us on the web jay who is your favorite performer of this episode uh bethany joylines i can't think of her name i uh i think she did a great job at portraying being worried about nathan being there for nathan she had her little comedy stits here and there, like in the tent with the with the girls. Um, 
she's obviously seen that her man needed something to pick him up. So she did a good job with that, you know, making him feel worthy and wanted and sexy. And, you know, I just think she overall just portrayed a bunch of different emotion in this, this episode. I think she did a great job. Absolutely. Dom? Yeah, I'm going to have to a big shout out to Bethany Joelens for for all of those reasons. I, I thought an amazing job and and making getting Haley to be so supportive of Nathan and and his like journey and telling him like he's not a failure. Look at look, you know, look at Jamie, look how proud he is of you and that's that's because of everything you do and and how you've you know built things up to be. But I actually gave it to Austin Nichols who I thought did a fantastic job as uh, as Julian in the whole episode. So I have picked him today. What about you, Simon? There's actually a lot of good performances in this episode, like oh. going going round for sure. I actually went with Hilary Burton um, for a lot of the reasons nice. that I spoke about earlier. Um, I just think, yeah, she has that real natural talent and it really shines in, in this episode. So I'll go with her. But there are no wrong answers here. You couldn't <laughs> lose. Jay, who was your favorite character of the episode? Favorite character is going to go to Peyton Sawyer for a lot of the stuff you said. I mean, honestly, we've we've said before Peyton can cry like nobody's business, you know. And she's like the one character in the show that always brings like the emotion out of me, you know. If anyone can get me in my feels, it's Peyton Sawyer, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think she did a phenomenal job of showing, once again, being scared, being excited, being happy. It's the best day of her life. But at the same time, she has this dark, gloomy thing looming over her that she, you know, has to try to not worry about. She just, she's phenomenal all the time. Just before we go to you, Dom, just sorry, just on that point, have you ever put like a picture of like your sleeve on Instagram and like tagged her in it? Like to see that she's on your arm because that's so dope. Listen, I've tried to reach out to these people like numerous times. Like I've hit up Paul, I've hit up Drama Queens, I've hit up Hillary, Sophia, like all of them, just to not to like, you know what I mean, whatever, just to let them know like how much of an impact they've made on me, so on and so forth. And I did. I sent I I sent a, a picture of, but I can't ever get through to nobody. You should put it. So put, maybe I'll actually put it on my social and then tag her in it. Maybe it'll work better that way. Yeah, put it on your story and tag her in it. I think she, I see she reposts a lot of like story posts and stuff. So you should put it on there because, I mean, it's awesome. And I mean, what an honor to <laughs> be like, you know, immortalized on someone. So yeah, you should yeah. do that. By the way, I know I spoke to you a, a while back about wanting to incorporate something with the podcast because it's one tree hill related so i just want i did come up with a decision i haven't done it yet but it's in the works and i can't see it where is it ravens right here yeah so under where it says ravens i'm gonna put where it's always 10 30 at night wow, oh, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. that's crazy <laughs> just so you know that is in the works it is happening you guys will be the first to know wow that's awesome wow thank you that's so cool yeah that's Absolutely. Like I told you, I mean, One Tree Hill has helped me through so much shit in my life. You know, it's been like a guidebook for me. Like whenever I was feeling down or lost or was ready to give up, it was the one thing that helped me. And I told you, I found your podcast at a time in my life where I had just lost my brother and my grandmother and my uncle. And you guys, I was in a dark place and you guys really kind of pulled me out of that. Like when I couldn't laugh, 
you guys made me laugh and for that i'll forever be grateful for real oh thank it, you it, it means so much to us to be like part of that as well so thank you so much yeah, yeah. i actually feel a bit emotional now <laughs> <laughs> well thank thank you it really means a lot i mean the thing is is if we it's also like you don't know how to best explain it but it's like you're giving us that back because i like dom and i could have done if we'd done this a few times it could have been fun but if no one interacted we probably would have stopped like not because we're doing it for that or for the attention or anything like that but because it there's excuses to not keep going but because we know that people listen it's like well we have to do this we're committed to doing it and to know that uh people listen it gives like there's so many times the podcast has helped me get through things because it's like oh i've got to do this thing and it helps it's a helpful distraction from whatever the stresses are in in sort of the day-to-day life or it's like connecting and meeting people like you and having that shared passion for this show and then being able to have that in common and then create these friendships like it's a really special thing and it's really difficult to explain to people if they don't know you know if they're not part of like the community it doesn't make sense and you can try and explain it to people but it's really it's an if you know you know kind of thing um and I I really love it that you know and hope that you know that we know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I mean, I know I, I've spoke to you briefly about it. I know I don't really, I'm not in, like, the Discord too much and I don't interact. I'm not on, like, the Lost Alone stuff. A lot of that is is me personally. Like, I have a lot of anxiety, social anxiety and whatnot. Even doing podcasts like this is super hard for me. I mean, um, but I just don't want you guys to ever think that, like, I'm not listening because you can guarantee every day at work I'm on a, I'm on Patreon looking to see if anything new is up. So just, I just want you guys to know that you guys really do actually make a huge impact in my life, even though I'm not as involved as I would like to be, but it's just my own inner struggles that I, I, I struggle with. You know, I, a lot of times I'm afraid to speak up because I'm worried about what other people are going to think or how people are going to view me because I do have a very different view from a lot of people. And I've noticed a lot of people like on the discord or, uh patreon you know like things that you guys think and ways you see things like we've had this conversation like i don't necessarily see it that way so i always get worried about speaking up and saying anything even though i'm not coming at you from like a a place of malice or anything i'm just trying to voice my opinion but the fear kind of takes over and it really just keeps me in a shell i'm not sure what's going on the older i've gotten the worse it's gotten so but just know that i'm always here i'm always listening Oh, thank you. I think that's that's also some of that stuff is um, like society these days, right? With the whole cancel culture stuff and people being scared to just say how they feel. And I think the most important part is like what you just said is that these things are only ever said with good intention. And if people can just converse, have differing, have differing opinions but can just have like a normal sensible conversation about it then there are no issues it's only when people are like i now hate you because you think different to me it's like actually no everyone has different opinions i mean dom and i can have differing opinions on on things um but you know we love each other so it's like there's there's never anything that we would uh really disagree on in that we can agree to disagree on things and like 
the same way with you like I'm, I'm sure there are things that are different but it doesn't make us think or feel any differently about you and if anything there's always things that we can learn from differing opinions you know it's like makes what it's what makes the world interesting um so please uh, what well, i un- and i understand what you're saying totally and, and respect and appreciate it but please feel know that you can always talk to us even if it's just separately and voice your opinion and you'll never have any judgment from us because yeah we get it right dom sorry i'm kind of talking for you (laughs) no like like absolutely like uh, jay i I completely uh you know agree with your your sentiment and and the things you say and i I quite often find that i i like type something out whatever like scenario it might be you know not just the discord but in other walks of life and i'll delete it and i think this this not the the time or the place that you know to kind of say that sort of thing or mention it or i don't want people to think of me a certain way because i've said that you know so i know that feeling i know that sense and, uh, and kind of what you go through but i i think it just like to me it just means so much that you um uh, like you you listen you've been listening for so long and and you interact with with us in, in such a kind and and great way and that we're we're part of your life and you're part of our life and it it just it means a lot to me that way and yes i come across as the disgruntled grumpy one uh, <laughs> a lot of the time but you know the, the the connections that we do make and that we do build are, are, are really special um and you're you're a big part of that and you know even when i was messaging messaging you to to come on i got a message you to like i had to message you like a week early like luckily, <laughs> luckily we were skipping a week but it was like well i got to message you a week early because there's there's episodes you've missed because of, of work commitments and stuff like that which is really difficult but i'm so glad you got the, the 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 opportunity to join this week and we got to talk to you and you know we we joke i i joke with you that you're like the my my backup like the honorary <laughs> c- colonel you know and you help me put simon in his place as well so yeah it, it means a lot and it means so much that that we can do that for you as much as you can do that for us as well. So, yeah. Yeah. You guys are, you guys are great. Like I've, I mean, I've told you time and time again and uh, you know, I just, I just hope like the, even like the, the Ravens, I mean, everybody's great, you know, everybody interacts and it's like one huge family. And I like when it was first start really ramping up, I was really excited to be a part of it. And then I kind of just fade it into the background and now everybody has these connections and these bonds and like there's jokes and I'm like not a part of it because I'm watching from afar because I have these fucking issues, you know what I mean? Where I'm like always fucking scared and overwhelmed and, but I think everybody's great. And honestly, I don't know what I would do without this podcast to be quite honest. And like I said, you guys really did help me through some very, very, very dark times and I'm forever and eternally grateful for that. Oh, thank oh, you so thank much. you and so and fun. us to, and us to you and that, you know be as involved as as you want but also know that we think of you as one of the core people in our community regardless to if you're posting in the discord or not like you know one of the you know we've done movie episodes and things and getting through the scream series and all of that stuff so i know you had you missed the last one but you know there's still three more of them and we've got they're releasing (laughs) a seventh one right so we got we got time um so yeah okay good i can't remember where we was at what what question were we on background background performer jay who's your favorite background performer (laughs) one line or less 
I'm going to go with the twins because <laughs> I honestly didn't even think to fucking pick out one. And I know I normally pick out one and I make up like a little story for him, but I totally didn't even think. Like I said, I watched it today at work. But like I work for Lockheed Martin. It's like a, I, I build stuff for like the military and stuff. So we're not uh, like supposed to have stuff like that. But I had like in my little corner and I was like watching it and trying to like, I haven't seen this episode. I don't even know how long. So I was like, oh God, I got to kind of prepare. So yeah, I'm going to go with the twins, man. Excellent. Great. Dumb. Well, I, I was originally going to go, there's this, there's this guy that attends the wedding and he walks behind Mouth as Mouth is talking to Lucas, like when he's waiting for, he's kind of looking out for Brooke because he doesn't want Brooke to come and like smack him one because Julian's just appeared. And there's this guy that walks behind Mouth with his girl, I assume girlfriend who has like a zebra print dress on. Um, and he's walking like, like he's trying to not get muddy. It's quite funny. But I, I changed that as soon as I saw this character again because I laughed at her in the watch along and there's a violinist on stage when Mia is singing and the band are playing who does nothing. She <laughs> literally stands and just sort of wobbles about and she does absolutely nothing until like the very end of the episode like on the last song where she plays a little bit. But I'm like, yes, exit. she's just standing there. Absolutely useless violinist, but I picked her. Um, what about you, Simon? Excellent. Oh, I just went with the twins also. So, <laughs> Jay, you have the one on the left. I'll have the one on the right. We'll have one each. It works for me. It's a big bed. <laughs> big bed. <laughs> yeah, they're all coming in. Okay. And, Jay, what about your favorite line of the episode? Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Let me try to think. If you need a minute, I have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dom, have yeah, you got? Go have back, you got? Have you got one? Yeah, uh, very sort of Julian heavy um, picks for me. Who's my favourite performer and characters? But I picked a Julian line as well, which was uh, nice to meet you, Victoria. Feels like I've known you all my life. Yeah. Uh, I was going to pick a lot of what he said before, and I thought that was kind of like the most poignant moment, and then he leaves. So yes, that's that's the line I picked. Absolutely. That was also my line. Feel like I've known you my whole life. Drop the mic. Out he goes. Leaders. Did we did we give you enough time, Jay? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm <laughs> gonna go with a Julian line too. It's actually part of the same thing. But when he tells Victoria you're gonna learn to be nice to her or you won't be in her life at all, mm-hmm. that's my line. Nice. Yeah, that was also baller and pimp. Let her know. <laughs> <laughs> what about your favorite song, Jay? Um, gonna go with wedding dress. I, I'm not sure who it's by, but it's the one that's played when at the end when she like passes out and there's blood. Yeah, that's the only song I even recognize besides Mia's song. Yeah, and that was a good song, Dom. Uh, great choice. Yeah, I do my best to not pick Mia as much as possible. So, um, <laughs> there was actually a song. <laughs> Playing at the uh, ceremony, which was uh, "Can't Help Falling in Love with You," which is uh, you know a famous Elvis song, but it was a cover version. I'm not sure who it's by, but yeah, I picked that. I thought it was a, a nice version playing softly in the background. What about you, mate? I also went for the song playing at the end. It was all so slow and poignant, and then went into the credits, and it was that for anyone that hasn't seen the watch along video dom is full-on turtling that's what it's known as which here in the uk <laughs> turtling also means a whole different thing um but <laughs> but he's turtling like hiding within his hoodie 
which is classic Dom moments. We usually get a lot of turtling on the finale episode, yeah. so perhaps we'll have some some later tonight as well. Just f- fully hooded tonight, I guess. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just hiding in there. I think it kind of started when Dan was in the fire. I seem to remember that was kind of, you know, in the end of season two, when you sort of... I, yeah, I just uh, I knew at the end of this episode that it was it was too happy, it was too light, um, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk off and I'm gonna unveil this thing and then bring you to it, and it was at that point that she has to have some sort of accident or something go wrong or pass out. So, yeah, it was kind of a uh, a clear sign to me that something was gonna go wrong at that moment. So I was hiding in my hoodie, doing the turtling, as uh, it's fondly described as uh, with our patrons. I think LDG named that the turtling. So yeah, there you I think go. so. Yeah. And then, last but not least, is the precious, precious rating. Jay, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you do you have one now? Yes. Okay. And Dom, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? I had a number. And I think it's increased by one. Ooh, I think. Spicy. And what about you? Do you have a number? I had a number. I also think it's increased by one. Oh, okay. This is scary. Now I'm nervous. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so we will say them on three. One, two, three, eight. Eight. Six. Ooh, for clarity, Dom and I were both at an eight. Jay was at a six. Jay, why a six? I know it moves the story along, but the majority of it I could have did without. You know, like I like the the Naily stuff that was nice. Uh, all the fucking mouth shit was irrelevant. The Jamie shit was irrelevant. Like it was just eh to me. The end is where it got good, and of course that's where it ends. So uh, it just wasn't. Great, great, great to me. I, I don't know. See, well, I was at, a, I was at a seven because of a lot of that, like mouth skills, all of that stuff. Like even Lucas to a degree. <laughs> but no, I was, at, I was at a seven for, for pretty much all of it. I think there were elements of the episode that were quite boring, but there were some great moments. And the more I talked about it with you two, the more I thought, oh, maybe. Maybe it's an eight. Maybe it's a good one, and hopefully the finale will be great. So yeah, that's why I went with an eight. But I don't know, Simon. What what were your thoughts on it? The same. I I thought eh, it's a seven, and then as we were talking about, it, I was like, there's a good, there's a lot of points in here. We had like an eight <laughs> mile sex scene. We had like <laughs> you know Nick Lachey punching someone. We've got <laughs> like there's a lot of different variables going on here, and it was quite a fun. One Tree Hill episode, apart from the ending, is obviously Ooh. horrific. But there was there there was some like memorable points. I liked all the inner references and meta references, and yeah, I don't know. There were some happy times, but I mean, I I could come down to a seven if we could meet there in the middle. Would that sit well for you, Jay? Yeah, I, I could. I was kind of leaning towards a seven. So I could go to a seven, you know, uh, like I said, the Naily stuff I liked, uh, the Nick Lachey shit was trash, <laughs> but, um, like actually one of my favorite scenes was the scene with the three girls in a tent. I thought that was perfectly done. So mm-hmm. that kind of bumps it up for me a little bit. Um, you know, the mouth 
thing with the Blair Witch was kind of funny, so I chuckled at that. That brings it up a little bit. But the interaction with Julie and Victoria is spot on. You know, the stuff at the end, like I said, it's moving it forward. So, yeah, I, I don't mind coming up to a seven. Dom, are you comfortable with a seven? Yeah, I'm happy to go to go to a seven. Yeah, like exactly like you said, Simon. It was it was a seven all the way for me until we had the conversation, and I thought actually, yeah, this episode like had some really like decent bits in it. So yeah, I'm happy to go with a seven. I think it's a it's a solid seven. Then let's call this one a seven. Jay, we've we've kind of opened our hearts to you so much already this episode. <laughs> this is where we say how great you are, but we'll say it again. We really appreciate you coming on. I think. Uh, I'm I'm not saying this lightly. I think you are really good at podcasting. Uh, like, and I mean that from the point of you don't interrupt. You like have the perfect kind of gap. <laughs> Dom's laughing. <laughs> Sometimes people interrupt us. You don't. You you're good at listening. Good at reacting to what people are saying. This is also not me saying as if I'm any good at it. But I just mean that I notice that you have really good commentary. Good feedback. It's on point. It's funny. So I mean, I know that you're saying you have some anxiety around things. Some things maybe like this. Um, but I think you've are really good at it so uh yeah I, we always appreciate you coming on because obviously we like you but also i think it is good quality content as well well i appreciate that i really do i mean like i said I, I do have a lot of anxiety and stuff and it's a little weird for me so i mean like not knowing like how you uh, made a comment about Haley's good at transitioning into different like things when i'm speaking i don't know how to transition out of it to you guys to know so i'll, I'll just throw in a like a yeah because I don't know how to do it. But, I mean, that makes me feel better, honestly, that that you feel that way. I do. Because I feel like sometimes ours can be a little, like, my my part of it could be a little, like, blah. So, I mean, that makes me happy. <laughs> it's natural, I think. You, you are definitely natural at speaking and just coming across really well. And also, you make us both laugh, which is the, the most important part of it. You, you've you got like sarcasm down to a T. It's like you do it so well as well. So, and, and I mean that in a positive way, not in a not in a shitty sarcasm kind of way, like in a really like <laughs> British kind of comedy humor kind of way. So you, yeah, everything you say is, is great and on point. And yeah, it's so much fun talking to you. And I look forward to our episodes and yeah, I'll be sure in season seven to, uh, let you know a week in advance that it's your episode so that you've you've got the time to plan again awesome yeah yeah sar- sarcasm is my uh thing uh growing up you know chandler bing was my inspiration so that's where it all comes from it's very sad to see what happened very tragic mm. but uh sarcasm is is my normal my normal speak nice. so <laughs> if you come at me with a question half the time you're getting a sarcastic ass comment back so <laughs> i'm glad that you can appreciate that because that's course. that's me too that's me to the core. Excellent. And nice. rest well, in thank peace, you so much. Matthew Perry. That is so heartbreaking. So heartbreaking. It, not going to lie, I shed a couple tears about it. I've never been impacted by a celebrity death, but this one kind of, it just re- hit really hard, you know? But I think that was for a lot of people. For sure. So, I mean, he was the, that, that show was, you know, for a lot of people, it's a sounding board. It got us through dark days, you know? when the world was crumbling down that was the one thing we could always count on so it is very sad mm. very 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 sad absolutely have you read his book i well in typical simon fashion i've listened to the audio book yeah and uh yeah it's it's a hard read listen but really good have, have you have you read or listened to it i actually yeah i actually just finished i did the audio book too i just finished it yesterday actually 
And yeah, it was so tragic. Just, I mean, it's crazy because, you know, honestly, like I never would have guessed in a million years that that guy was going through any of that, Mm -hmm. just how well he performed. It, It was incredible how professional he was without being professional at the same time right but it was very sad towards the end because you could tell he was finally in a really good place Mm. and he quit everything and he was just on his journey to help people and that's all he wanted to do and if it was nice to know that he finally let go of that feeling of him not being enough Mm. you know yeah that's so it is sad that he let it go and and now he's he's gone unfortunately so he doesn't get to enjoy feeling like he's enough knowing that he's enough right so yeah it's so sad he was like like a complete hero of mine growing up like it's just yeah like you said like his timing humor but someone that will have an impact forever so you know yeah that's yeah i i tell you what man i i know when i was younger i used to work at a grocery store one of my first jobs and i mean it was fucking Chandler line after Chandler line, his little stupid dances. I mean, literally, I have a friend of mine who calls me the female version of Chandler Bing. Like, she's always called me that. That's been the one person that everybody's kind of, like, you know, identified me with. So, it, yeah, it's super sad. Yeah, rest in peace. But to try and transition somehow into our <laughs> outro, Jay, what's Dom going to do for our Ravens charm? so i've been thinking about this ever since you guys made him do it in the aerosmith voice because i know he hates aerosmith but i just wanted to be an asshole and give him one more that he probably is not very much gonna like but you think you can go with like a taylor swift oh that's good swifty swifty i'm trying to think of her voice where's she from i have no idea all i can think of is Cause the player's gonna play, 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 play. And that's like the song that comes to mind for Taylor Swift for me. Do, do a shake it off version for. Shake it off, shake it off. No, I don't know. You don't have to do Taylor Swift, but I always just want to fuck with you a little bit. No, he's, we do he's researching. I can, I know what he's oh, doing. Oh. He, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he wants to play a little bit of her voice so he can mimic it. I know how Definitely. he operates. I want to find her voice. She's, she's from Pennsylvania. Okay, so not as recognizable taylor swift is that kind of like this that's like the tv accent is it if it's more like you know like the sort of standard quote-unquote american accent okay i've got i've got some taylor swift about to play in my head you can't hear it unfortunately but oh it's like a terrible advert okay okay here we go here he goes he's revving up he's going into first gear come on Hey guys! Okay, this is it. Hey guys! Okay. Thank you so much. Okay, okay, we're gonna go with that. Okay. <laughs> hey <me>. guys! <laughs> Thank you so much. Are you ready for the Ravens chair? Yes. Oh, great! Hey guys! We are ready for it! <laughs> we're gonna do Ravens on three. One. Yo. Two. Yeah. Shake it off three! The Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> Great choice, Jay. Great choice.